to Biblical Tapestry, podcast episode 12, 1 John 4, God is Love. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. In this episode 12 in 1 John 4, we discuss the love of God for mankind. What does love mean? What is God's perspective? This is the third time that John implores us to love others. And now we gain some further insight. If you would look at 1 John chapter 4, starting in verse 7. Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists in this, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us in this way, we also must love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God remains in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit, and we have seen and we testify that the Father has sent his Son as the world's Savior. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in him and he in God. Daniel Aiken writes an example from children when asked, the children were asked, what is love? Love is when you go out to eat and give somebody most of your French fries without making them give you any of theirs, says Chrissy, age six. Love is what makes you smile when you're tired, says Terry, age four. When my grandmother got arthritis, she couldn't bend over and paint her toenails anymore, so my grandfather does it for her all the time, even when his hands got arthritis too. That's love, says Rebecca, age six. This is a fascinating children's perspective of love, but we need to look at God's perspective. Verse 7 of 1 John 4 says, Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The Greek word for love that John uses throughout this letter is agape. Agape means an unconditional love. There's no conditions. It's absolute, pure love. John has told Christians throughout this letter to love one another. But this does not leave out the love for everyone. Here we have another tapestry thread of love that with other theological threads weaves into a beautiful tapestry. John already has reminded us of loving others in chapters 2 and 3, but the very source of love is God. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, Starting in verse 4, Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Paul's description is the very nature of God. Love is from God. 
love flows from God. If we have the capacity for an agape love, it comes from God. This unconditional love that would sacrifice all to save creation. Those born of God are those rebirthed through the grace of God and regenerated through Jesus Christ. And that can channel agape love from God, the source. That does not mean that everyone does not have the capacity for love because we are God's creation. All people, despite their depravity, can give reflections of the one whose image they bear. The issue is that love falls flat against the love of God in his children, the love of God for mankind. Matthew chapter 22, verse 34 says, When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they came together, and one of them, an expert in the law, asked a question to test him. Teacher, which command of the law is the greatest? And he said to him, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on those two commands. God's children just don't know about God. They know him intimately and personally as their father. That relationship allows the love of God to flow through the believer because of their regeneration supplied by Christ. 1 John 4, 8 says, The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. Again, all humans, as an image of the Creator, have the capacity for love. However, this agape, this unconditional love, indwells God's children. And the opposite is true, as the one that does not love does not know God. They would be a stranger to God because God is love. It is the very character and essence of God to love. God is love and is not the same or equal to love as God. God is love and is not the same or equal to love is God. Love does not define God. God defines love and has shown that to us. If we are God's children, we have God's nature. Therefore, God's children will love. When God's children love, then it's clear they are plugged into the source, being God himself, and demonstrate to the world around us we have that connection. Our lives show and reveal the nature of our spiritual condition. 1 John 4, 9 says, God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only Son into the world so that we might live through him. God's love is revealed in the sacrifice of Christ for all people so that we may live through him. Life that was lost and dead is reborn through God's Son. God did not just talk about love. God demonstrated his love for us. In Romans chapter 5, verse 6, For while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For rarely will someone die for a just person, though for a good person perhaps someone might even dare to die. But God proves his own love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How much more then, since we have now been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from wrath? For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, 
then how much more, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life? Not only that, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received this reconciliation. Hurting people in this world may ask, Does anyone love me? Yes, God does. That is the good news of the gospel message. You are loved and will always be loved by God who is love. We know this because God sent his son for that purpose, to show his love and salvation to everyone. 1 John 4.10 says, Love consists in this, that not that we loved God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. God sent his son to die. All sin was separated us from the love of God and God in the supreme act of love atoned for, paid the price for, brought God's love to us. Our love is a reflection of God's initiative to save his crown of creation. This love lays far beyond human effort or ability. We cannot save ourselves. We're the ones that sinned. We need a savior. And God demonstrated his love by his son, and that love can break the hardest heart of stone. We're not looking for him, but Christ came to, to us and served up God's love on the cross. 1 John 2, 1, which we studied a few weeks ago, My little children, I am writing you these things so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the Righteous One. He himself is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, not only for ours, but also for those of the whole world. John Stott writes in the cross of Christ, The essence of sin is man substituting himself for God. Well, the essence of salvation is God substituting himself for man. Man asserts himself against God and puts himself where only God deserves to be. And God sacrifices himself for man and puts himself only where man deserves to be. 1 John 4.11 Dear friends, if God loved us in this way, we also must love one another. Going back to John's original command, we must love one another. Christ himself taught John and the other disciples this principle. In John chapter 13, verse 34, Christ is speaking, I give you a new command, love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. The love of God should be the motive in our lives to respond to others properly. Loving others is what God's people do. 1 John 4.12 says, No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God remains in us, and his love is made complete in us. How can others see God? We are incapable as sinners to gaze onto the unveiled majesty of God other than a few times in Scripture, but even then, His full glory was still not beheld. God is seen through the lives that demonstrate God's love to others. That love is sourced from a permanent union between God and His children, secured by the cross at Calvary. 1 John 4.13, this is how we know that we remain in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. Acceptance of the love of God and the sacrifice of Christ 
is confirmed by the Spirit of God that indwells all believers. This gives us the assurance of salvation, the confirmation of the love of God, and the ability to show His love to others. This was His gift to us. Romans 8.12 says, So then, brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to the flesh to live according to the flesh, because if you live according to the flesh, you're going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all those led by God's Spirit are God's sons. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption, by which we, for whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Christ died for us to give us his love and we could share that love with other people. 1 John 4.14 says, And we have seen and we testify that the Father has sent his Son as the world's Savior. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in him and he in God. John has seen Christ. John has seen his mission. John has seen his death. John has seen and witnessed his resurrection and is a direct witness of the power of God. John knows the love of God and that love is at work in him. There is a simple thing to do if you lack God's love in your life or if the Spirit of God is calling you to have this relationship with him. Confess that Jesus is the Son of God and you will attain God's indwelling Spirit in a permanent relationship with our Creator and Savior. Jesus came to die for you, to die for the world. We can have this relationship just by accepting His sacrifice and this incredible love for us. I pray this podcast finds you well. Next episode 13, we continue in 1 John 4, looking at the power of love. God bless you and have a blessed day and a blessed Christmas season. I pray that you have a close abiding relationship with our Creator and our Savior.